This is Dr. Jimmy Nichols, equine nutritionist. On this podcast, we will explore unique cases, debunk popular myths, and break down advanced research data. Join me for a little fun, a lot of science, and some real-world advice for feeding horses. Hey, it's Dr. Jimmy. Welcome to episode 128 of The Feed Room Chemist. I've gotten a lot of questions wondering what the right age is for weaning babies. So today we are going to dive into some of the nutritional considerations um, that I typically make uh, surrounding weaning time, not only for the baby, but for the mare as well. But before we get started, this is your friendly reminder to go share this podcast with your friends. Go follow the Dr. Jimmy social channels on Facebook or Instagram. You can find those by searching Dr. Jimmy Equine Nutritionist, or you can just type in my handle, which is at Dr. Jimmy, and that's spelled D-R-J-Y-M-E. All right, let's get on with the show. So what is the right age to wean a foal? This is a question that a lot of people ask, and unfortunately, my answer is always, well, it depends. And then we begin a conversation to uncover the details of their particular situation. In the United States, foals are typically weaned between four to six months of age, and there's a couple of reasons for this. First of all, it's during this time frame that the foal's nutritional needs really start to surpass what a mare can provide through her milk alone. And then secondly, most foals have learned how to eat forage and grain on their own um, by the time they hit that for, you know, four months, certainly by six months of age. I guess maybe I should kind of level set everyone to on just basic terminology. So after a foal has been separated from the dam, he or she is called a weanling. And we use the label weanling until basically the end of the calendar year. And then like all horses, regardless of their actual birth date, all weanlings become yearlings on January 1st of that next year. And then if anyone has ever heard the term um, long yearling being used, that refers to yearlings that are between like one and a half to two years of age. Um, So in other words, once you hit the fall, uh, that year's yearlings are going to start to be called long yearlings. Okay, so how, how do you decide when to wean? There are a million different options and a million different opinions on this, I'm sure. Um, and, and there's no one single, quote, right way. Okay, the best time to wean is going to depend on the type and amount of forage that you have available. Um, it'll depend on the ability or the desire to use or not to use supportive nutritional tools. Um, it's going to depend on the condition of your mare. It's going to depend on whether or not there are any special needs of your mare or your foal. Um, and then it's even going to depend on your own personal schedule. I mean, I, I would never suggest you wean a baby and then leave for a week on a work trip or whatever the case, right? So just because someone said that a foal should be weaned at four months or six months does not mean that it has to happen that day, okay? The goal is to reduce the stress levels as much as possible across the board for baby and mama and even for you. Notice I said that the goal is to reduce stress. I did not say eliminate stress, okay? Stress will be a factor at some level. Like, it it cannot be completely eliminated, okay? There will be 
There will be physical stress, okay, that can be internally and sometimes even externally. Um, And there's going to be emotional stress. So when I say internal stress, I'm talking about, you know, there's going to be rises in cortisol. There's going to be changes in digestive pH. There's going to be shifts in microbial populations along the GI tract. There are going to be inflammatory responses. There's going to be an increased heart rate, okay? Uh, external stress might come in the form of sudden weather changes, right? Storms or crazy weather patterns, um, extreme heat, hail, rain, tornadoes, hurricanes, I mean, whatever the case. And then, of course, on the emotional stress side, um, in both mama and baby, that emotional stress is going to be in the form of, of um, essentially separation anxiety, okay? So minimizing stress is absolutely critical because stressed foals are more likely to be immunocompromised, meaning their immune system becomes suppressed and they are going to be more likely to get sick. Now, if this is your first time weaning a baby, there are some outward indicators of stress uh, that you should be prepared for. Newly weaned foals are going to have a lot to say. So increased vocalization is going to be the most obvious sign of stress. The baby is going to literally scream for his mama, okay? He's also going to go on a mission to find her. So he's probably going to suddenly become much more active and move around a lot more. Um, And then all of that worrying may actually cause him to lose his appetite for a little bit. So it's kind of similar to how humans uh, react to a traumatic event. So if you've ever been in a situation where you received some really bad news or you experienced something really terrible, um, you know, the the last thing that you want to do is eat. Um, It's just like you lose, you lose, you completely lose your appetite and you lose your desire to eat food. Okay. And, And that's what can happen to some foals and even some mamas during weaning. So Hang on to that thought. I'll be sure to circle back around to that. Um, and I'll give you some tools that I personally use to help uh, mamas and babies through that particularly difficult time. Now, in terms of deciding when to wean, the first thing I like to consider is the mare. Her age, her body condition, Um, her ability to produce milk, even her personality, right? All of these are going to play a part. If she has a poor disposition or if she has some negative vices, I'm probably going to want to wean her baby sooner rather than later just because I don't want that baby to learn the mare's negative skill sets, okay? Now, the jury is still out on exactly how much of a baby's attitude and behavior is pre-programmed through genetics and how much of it is learned from the environment. Um, But we know that, that some comes from both, and we know that the behavioral tendencies of mares are, are definitely repeated in their offspring, okay? Now, if a mare is older uh, or if she struggles to maintain body condition, I'm going to lean toward an earlier weaning date. Um, If my forage supply is maybe a little bit lower quality or if I'm running out of pasture, I'm certainly going to lean toward an earlier weaning. Keep in mind that when a mare is producing milk, her nutritional needs are extremely high. 
This means you have to feed higher quality forage and plenty of it, right? Plus you have to supplement where that forage lacks in terms of whether it's calories, minerals, vitamins, protein, amino acids. Um, If your hay or your pasture situation is not optimal, um, you're going to be leaning into concentrates already, meaning you're going to be using feed or supplements um, to make up the difference of, of what that hay is not able to provide. So all of that to say that oftentimes it's more cost effective to wean the baby and reduce the plane of nutrition needed by the mare than to keep pouring a whole bunch of feed and supplements or have to go buy a whole new load of, you know, high dollar alfalfa or something like that. Now, the reason that it may be, um, so I'm going to dive into this just a little bit more. So the reason it's more cost effective to go ahead and wean is because after weaning, like I said, that mare's nutritional needs, um, they're going to drop back and, and they're dropping back to that of a maintenance horse, which is the lowest needs of all the life stages of horses. For example, an 1100 pound, 500 kilogram lactating mare with a four month old foal on her side requires a minimum of 30,000 calories or kilocalories per day. Okay, so after weaning, her calorie needs are cut in half. She only needs 15,000 calories or kilocalories each day. Okay, and then protein is even more dramatic. So her protein needs will be two and a half times lower after her baby is weaned. So if your pasture grass is drying up or you're running out of the higher protein hay, you might be better off to just go ahead and wean that baby than to try to supplement with the extra feed and the extra supplements to make that up. Now, side note, I do want to be very clear. Um, I want to make sure everyone understands that no forage-only program will contain enough trace minerals to support a lactating mare and a growing baby. Okay, you should always, always, always make it a priority to get minerals and vitamins into that mare and baby. Okay, there are many ways to do it. Uh, You can use a balancer, you can use a loose mineral, you can use a fortified feed. Um, Some people use tubs. I'm generally not a fan of tubs for horses. You can learn why if you flip back to episode 77. But bottom line, um, there's a lot of ways to get vitamins and minerals into a horse. I don't care what method you use, just use one because the lack of certain nutrients in this critical phase of growth and development will impact that baby for the rest of his life. Okay, I'm going to say it louder for those in the back. Do not shortcut nutrition in this early phase of their life, right? And if you want to hear more about that concept, uh, check out episode 113 where I talk about DNA programming and epigenetics. So what you feed the mare matters in how it impacts the baby. Okay, where was I? Uh, Oh yeah, okay, so weaning if the forage supply is poor or the mare is dropping weight drastically. I mean, if a mare is in bad, bad shape and the baby is robust and healthy and eating forage and eating grain really well, I'm completely comfortable weaning at like three months of age, okay? Don't make your mare suffer just because someone posted an arbitrary date for weaning on a social media thread, right? Like consider your specific situation and do what is best for your mare and your baby. The next thing to consider is the condition and the vigor of the baby. So pay attention to the baby's habits. Is she out running around? Is she confident? Is she in good body condition? Is she willingly 
and actively grazing on pasture? Uh, is she eating hay on her own? Is she going to her feed and, and happily eating when you offer grain? Um, can you get a pulse on how much grain she is eating on her own right now? So I like to offer the feed or the grain um, in two separate buckets or two separate pans that are a reasonable distance from each other. That way mama and baby have their own eating space. I can also pay really close attention um, to how much the foal is able to eat in that particular feeding. Um, I watch how aggressive or excited that foal might be uh, when she, when the feeding time comes around. Does she get excited about grain? Does she, you know, is there enthusiasm around that? Um, and then if she's in good potty condition, she has a lot of vigor. Um, if she's able to eat around two pounds of grain on her own at each feeding, um, that's a pretty good sign that she is ready to wean. Now, let's say that the mare, the mare's in good condition. You have let's say you have high quality forage, you have plenty of it. Um, the baby's healthy, the baby's easily eating, you know, hay, grass, grain. The next way I decide when it's time to wean is going to be based around the weather. For example, this summer, the temperatures were way above average for extended periods of time um, in certain regions. Okay, so there were babies that were at the right age for weaning, but it would not have been wise to wean during those extreme temperatures. Heat stress is a very real thing. And I know of a few broodmares, um, one of my own included actually, that were lost this summer due to heat stroke. So we know that um, weaning alone is going to increase heart rate and cortisol levels, right? Because it, it causes babies and mares to run around frantically searching for each other. The last thing that you want is for that to happen on top of extreme heat and extreme temperatures. Then on the flip side, if you had a later born baby and you live, um, maybe you live in colder climates, then you might want to wean a little bit sooner and make sure everyone is happy and settled. Um, like you want them settled in and happy before there is um, the potential, let's say, for winter weather to really hit your area. After weather considerations, um, the next thing I'm going to be looking at is my schedule or the schedule of the person who is overseeing weaning. Now, it's best to just block out a week or maybe even two weeks and just make sure that you are going to be present and available, right? Even with the safest, most reliable facilities, horses just find ways to get hurt. And you, therefore, may find yourself making an emergency vet trip, right? Horses are just so good at finding ways to do the unexpected that it's best to just build in some extra space for yourself for whatever that unexpected is. So don't plan to leave on a family vacation or go to, you know, a big multi-day show uh, right after you wean. Plan your schedule so that, um, you know, you are the person that's managing the weaning process will be available to check in um, a few times a day and, and really monitor how both mamas and the babies are doing. Again, it's, it's not a big deal to go ahead and get the show or the vacation out of the way first. And then when you get back, you can wean. Let's talk, um, I promised I would circle back around um, to talk about some nutritional hacks that you can implement to make the situation as easy uh, as possible or as stress 
free as is possible. So one thing I personally do is I make sure that both the mama and baby are receiving a gastric buffer. So my personal go-to is a product called Gastrofix, which is a pelleted supplement from the Stride Animal Health brand. Um, I will start mama and baby on Gastrofix a week before I'm going to wean, and then I will keep them on it for a few weeks after weaning. So basically until until they've really kind of settled into the new routine and things are going pretty smoothly. Gastrofix is great for the stomach, um, but I, I also like to support the hindgut in addition, and Gastrofix is, is not designed for that. So for the hindgut support, I use a product called ADR Paste, which is a prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic paste. Um, I administer one tube a day, and I do that starting the day before weaning. And then I do one tube a day for four or five days after weaning. Um, this basically is going to support the beneficial microbial communities um, that live within the gut. And this is going to help uh, really maintain their desire to eat and help support their appetite, which um, is a really important piece during this, this phase. Anxiety and stress um, can have really quick and really negative impacts on the beneficial microbes that live within that gut. Um, there is a direct connection between the brain and the gut. So when one is under stress, it basically it sends signals to the other. Okay, so this whole concept is called um, the gut-brain axis. And I found that if, if you're proactive about supporting the gastrointestinal tract and you start before a stressful event and then you continue for several days after, um, it's really effective in keeping those mamas and those babies eating and acting just a little bit more at ease. Now, let's say you are forced, uh, for whatever reason, um, to wean during inclement weather, uh, particularly extreme heat. <laughs> I encourage you to consider using a metabolic pH balancer to increase the water intake and support cellular hydration. So my go-to products here um, are either the Turbo Mag or Travel Paste. Those products, um, they've been formulated with a unique um, cation anion balance that will trigger thirst. And it just, it's really good at keeping the mare and the, and the baby both um, drinking even through the heat and through the stress. And then as far as the food itself goes, you want to make sure that you keep things as close to normal as possible. So your baby should have already been eating a product that provides adequate protein, calories, vitamins, minerals, and amino acids um, to balance where the forage source lacks, okay? So you keep the baby on the same forage that they're already accustomed to eating, and you continue feeding the same grain or the same balancer that they're already used to eating as well, right? Um, don't, don't go making sudden changes on the grain or on the hay or the grass or whatever you're using. Like try to keep all of that as consistent and the same as possible through the weaning process. Um, and then just keep in mind that you should always follow the label directions on whatever you're using. That is very important. Okay. Not all products are formulated the same. Okay. So some are very concentrated, meaning they are going to have smaller feeding rates. 
Others are more dilute. Therefore, they're going to require larger feeding rates. Okay. Um, you don't want to underfeed or overfeed. So definitely read the label and make sure that you've got a really good understanding of, of how much your baby weighs um, so that you can feed the appropriate amounts. Okay. So there are some like blanket generalizations out there that you can sometimes use for average feeding rate type of feeds, but I'm scared to even tell you what those are because <laughs> I want to force you guys to go read your labels um, because it, it can really it can really mess up the nutrient balance in a horse when you don't feed a product the way that it is designed um, by the nutritionist to be fed, okay? Now, for your mare, uh, you should definitely begin tapering her nutrition program down after weaning. So take a week or two to slowly reduce the amount of grain that you've been offering um, and transition into, you might need to transition into a different forage if that's your plan. Um, let's say, for example, you were feeding alfalfa to the mare. Um, you might start to pull the alfalfa out of her diet and transition to um, a, a only grass hay, right? Because the alfalfa is just that was in her diet to provide all of the extra protein, calories, amino acids, et cetera, that were needed when she had those, you know, two and a half times higher needs or double needs. But now that she doesn't have those high needs, you need to pull some of that back. Okay. Um, and then if you've been feeding, let's say you've been feeding grain, let's say you've been feeding eight or 10 pounds of grain. Okay. You're likely going to be able to scale that back to around four or five pounds, right? Again, read that label to make sure you're feeding the right amount. If she is bred back, um, you have a few months before you need to start ramping her nutrition back up. So take this time to kind of let your pocketbook rest a little bit. Um, and then also, it's really important that you take this time to make sure that she stays in the proper body condition, right? You don't want to keep her on that super high plane of nutrition um, because you're going to be overfeeding her and that then has the potential to make her obese. Um one other note, and this isn't necessarily nutrition related, but it will help with stress management. So for both mare and baby, they will do better if they have a friend. Um, a lot of times people will have a good babysitter that they can put with their newly weaned babies. That might be an old retired brood mare, um, or it might be a really kind, gentle gelding. Um, and that's for the baby. But then don't forget about the mare herself. She's going to be anxious. She's looking for her baby. Um, but if you can put her with some other horses, that will help ease her transition. And it'll kind of help preoccupy her mind just a little bit so she's not constantly fretting about her lost baby. I think that does it for this show. Um, weaning doesn't have to be a big stressful event. And, you know, most times, it will go off without a hitch if you take into consideration all of the little things that we talked about. Um, I'm going to make a post for this episode. So if anyone has weaning tips, tricks, hacks, I'd love to see you drop those in the comments on this episode's post on either Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Feed Room Chemist. If you like what you hear, be sure to share with your friends, post to social media, or give us a review. And as Winston Churchill used to say, no hour of life is wasted that is spent in the saddle. So go saddle up.